0: Love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes. But none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics. The messy step-by-step. Welcome to But How Though? in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Welcome to But How Though? in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Last week, we talked about something so exciting. We talked about the Ask, Seek, Knock challenge. Talking about a team that you get to be a part of that is completely focused on your success and happiness and they have zero limitations, it sounds like a dream come true. But this week, let's talk about when we ask for something that we desire so intensely, but we don't get it. The answer is essentially, nope. In the Old Testament, in Daniel chapters 1 through 3, a very interesting set of stories unfolds. You got Daniel and his three buddies, which are called in these chapters, the sons of Israel. They're essentially chosen for what sounds like an internship for King Nebuchadnezzar's court. King Nebuchadnezzar and his counselors decided they needed to get a a bunch of young men from all different parts of the kingdom to come and participate in this internship program. Then they're going to like compete against each other for leadership positions within the kingdom. Essentially, that's what I got out of it. (laughs) All four of these young men are put through a series of experiences that on the surface sound very miraculous even exciting. But when you take a look at the details, we see some very interesting things that these boys are put through. First and foremost, other than the fact that we can determine that King Nebuchadnezzar seems like kind of a psycho, all four of them are given a death sentence for different reasons at different times. Daniel is given a death sentence and has to go to the lion's den. But before that, the other three... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were sentenced to die in a fiery furnace. In chapter 3, verse 17, they say, If it be so, the death sentence, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Verse 18, here's where it gets really, really important. But if not. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The death sentence was because King Nebuchadnezzar created an idol. He wanted everybody to worship it at a certain time of day. They were going to blow the horns, ring the bells, all that kind of stuff. Then everybody was supposed to get down and worship these uh, statues, essentially, that the, that the king had made. And these three boys weren't going to do it. So they got in trouble. They got the death sentence. And they are saying, our God can deliver us. He is able to do it. It is not outside the realm of what our God can do. Team universe has zero limitations, and he could deliver us out of thy hand. But if not, we still trust him. That's essentially what they're saying. The trust was in the team, and their commitment was not dependent on the outcome. Here's what happened. They were bound and cast into the fire. Daniel later was in fact put into the lion's den. Ultimately, the outcomes of both of these situations were positive, but the path there was not. Yet, they trusted. But how though, how do you trust in the team when you know the path that they're leading you down is fear, pain, and grief? How do you trust in that? Fear, pain, and grief always feels wrong. It feels like something has gone wrong. It's a problem that needs to be solved. The pain, it's something you want to get out of ASAP. So how do you trust when it feels like what is happening is wrong? You've taken a wrong turn. They've led you down the wrong path or they've forgotten about you. They just said no when they could have said yes. How dare they? Trust then in this situation becomes a matter of experience and not willpower because you cannot force yourself to feel something that isn't there. Sometimes in our lives, (laughs) I I can't believe I just said sometimes, sometimes we do not get an easy road. I'm going to go ahead and amend that and say most of the time we do not get an easy road. I am sitting here Recording from a gorgeously situated bedroom in a gorgeously situated home, staring at a mountain that is covered in the most beautiful fall colors you can possibly imagine. This home came as the culmination of a lot of miracles and blessings that I was asking for from Team Universe. It would be very easy to say, look at that outcome. Look at that beautiful home. She got her wish. But my road to this outcome was full of uncertainty, doubt, fear, and in several stretches of time, pain. The road was really hard. Sometimes we get our desired outcome. Sometimes we do not get a desired outcome. I have several friends who've lost businesses, homes, health, children spouses. For every miracle story out there, there are stories of tragedy and loss. When the answer that they got from Team Universe seemed to be nope. And in those moments, we have a couple of choices. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we have a choice because the emotions that follow these types of stories are natural and unplanned and unstoppable. And when we're in the midst of feeling the emotional turmoil that comes from grief, loss, fear and pain, we are faced with a very difficult choice. Do you keep on trusting when the outcome given is not what you asked for? Or do you harden yourself against that? I think one of the biggest mistakes that we as human beings make, and every single one of us make it, is we get a Team Universe's job description wrong. And we think somehow that because we believe or because they love us so much, we should be spared from all pain, inconvenience, suffering of any kind. And when we pray for that, like little children, sometimes we get it. Sometimes we are spared from the pain and suffering. And sometimes we're not. And then we think, why? Why? And we even have a tendency to compare a situation to someone else's. Why did they get their miracle? Why was their baby saved? Why did my husband die? We have kids at home too. Why was their spouse's life spared and mine was taken? Why did their job, why did their new business work and mine fail? And we feel a little wronged because in our minds, the job description for Team Universe was to save us from the pain, to rescue us from the danger. But Team Universe's job is not to save us from experience. It is to take us through the experience. When we can learn to lean into that idea, that they're not going to save us from pain and suffering, they're going to take us through pain and suffering, we learn to lean on them and trust in them in a very different way. But we still can't force it. We still can't trust without experience. In the stories in Daniel, there's some very interesting details When they're talking about the furnace and King Nebuchadnezzar looks into the furnace after he has had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego tossed in, which by the way, he did very thoroughly, okay? He turned that furnace up seven times what its capacity was supposed to be. Seven times hotter. He caught his strongest, burliest soldiers to take and bind them and then throw them into the furnace, And then he looked in and he didn't see three dudes laying on the bottom of the furnace burning to death. He saw four individuals walking around loose. They described that it appeared to be the son of God. I'm guessing Jesus. He didn't meet them outside with water bottles and party hats and say, congratulations, you skipped the furnace. No, no, no. He went into the furnace with them. And by doing so, he he gave them freedom from fear to experience the furnace. But they went in there, bound. They were tied up, tossed in. They felt the heat that was turned up seven times higher than what it was supposed to be turned up. They were not spared from that experience. They had to feel all of the anxiety, all of the stress, all of the fear, the heat and i'm guessing some of the pain from that actual burning furnace they didn't have to do it alone but they still had to do it same with daniel daniel was put into a lion's den an angel came and this is where we like to focus on the story an angel came and closed the mouths of the lions that's so great isn't that so great and even in our like zootopia world of like loving animals We look at those lions and we think, wouldn't it be so great to play with lions all night because they're not dangerous? The angels shut their mouths. But let's think about this on a practical level. Okay, the angel came to Daniel, but he didn't show Daniel the secret compartment where he could hide and not have to hear, smell, or even look at those lions. The angel joined him in the den, touched the mouths of the lions but you still have to look at those lions all night and wonder, does the spell wear off at midnight? <laughs> and then these things are going to eat me? Daniel had to spend the night with lions. He was joined by a member of Team Universe. But the member of Team Universe did not spare him the experience. I have a friend that has come onto my other podcast, Humans Dealing With Humans. And in her episode, it's called Miracle, if you ever want to look it up, she talked about two different experiences she had with death. The first was when her husband, her high school sweetheart, whom she'd been married to for six months, was run off the road by some reckless and inebriated drivers and then died in the hospital while she and her family sat in the lobby praying. She said she had never prayed with more faith in her life. She prayed like a little child. She knew. She knew. Team universe could save that life, but they didn't. Her sweetheart passed away. And she said at that point, she had to make a choice. What she described to me affected me pretty deeply because she said it took just as much faith to face her life after not receiving her miracle as it would have taken to receive her miracle. You have to continue to believe even after somebody said no. Now, Several years later, Amber's life had taken a lot of different turns and she remarried, had children and got very, very ill through no fault of her own. But she basically received a death sentence. She was in a coma and the doctors had no idea how to save her. And they they were at the end of their list of ideas. They were ready to try one more thing, but they didn't have a lot of faith in it. Amber had a lot of faith. Her husband had a lot of faith, and they knew Team Universe could save her. And that time, her life was spared. But as she was talking to me about both of these situations, it struck me when she said it required the same amount of faith. Because trust in team universe doesn't mean I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. And if you do it right, or say all the right words, or your heart is pure enough, you'll always get what you want. That is not what it means. Trust in team universe means that no matter what is happening, you know, it's for you. It's not happening to you. But the experiences that you are going through, no matter how wretched will take you to the next phase of you. It's for your growth and development. And I know saying it's for your own good is the worst, especially when you're going through it. With Amber's situation, her road took her deeper and closer to team universe than she'd ever been. That childlike version of Amber praying in the hotel lobby was not the same girl as she became later whose trust in God was now based in experience and not based on wishes. But knowing that we got to watch out for each other. We can't always spare somebody their path either. And sometimes when we're watching someone go through a really difficult path, it makes us feel very uncomfortable. Someone else's grief, someone else's pain, we don't like to hold it. It feels wrong. And what you want to do is take it away. And what you want to do is take it away by talking them out of it, by telling them to go ahead and feel something different. But the fact of the matter is when you are getting a no, when you are walking a fearful path, a painful path, a path that makes you face grief, you have to walk through all of the emotions implied in that. You can't talk yourself out of any of them and you can't skip any of them either. That would cheapen the experience. So we can't try to cheapen the experience for each other by trying to talk each other out of our grief. We don't got to use words like, at least this didn't happen, implying that it could have been worse. So you should just feel grateful. We don't got to use words like, You'll see them again when someone loses someone because we believe in an afterlife and one day we can picture them hugging each other and that makes us feel better. But guess what? They still have to wake up every single day with a giant hole in their heart. We don't got to try to talk them out of that because it makes us feel uncomfortable. We can honestly acknowledge the terrain of the path because the obstacle very often turns out to be the way forward into the next phase of us. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they eventually became leaders in Babylon. Their sphere of influence became much bigger because of the furnace experience. Their capacity to help, their capacity to uplift, their capacity to become was increased tenfold or more because of that freaking furnace. That sounds like a great outcome until you look at the path. They were not spared the fear, the uncertainty, or the thing itself being tossed into the hot furnace, because that is what makes the outcome possible. Team universe doesn't save us from the trip. They go with us. I don't know how many times I have felt so scared and it's so uncomfortable and you just want to hear something, to see something, to have something handed to you to take it away or to take you out of it. Get me out of the situation, please. This is awful. The more we ask for their help, the more chances we get to walk with them so that when the big things happen that we are begging to avoid, the trust can actually be there. So if we start now by asking for little things, asking even to develop a relationship with them, the situations, blessings, miracles, and pathways that will be given and opened to us will create a relationship. It will come slowly. It will come in just the way that you personally build trust. Not because we forced an emotion that we heard in Sunday school, we should feel like trust in Team Universe, but because through actual experience with them, we developed a relationship so we can say, I really, really, really want this certain miracle. But if not, I will continue walking the path. I will continue to turn to Team Universe. Even when I'm looking into an extremely hot furnace, I know the Team Universe is gonna go through that with me. There's some really, really terrible things that can occur in our lives. There's some really, really beautiful things that can occur in our lives. When we are open, and allow Team Universe to come in, we will see all the ways in which they are involved and all the ways in which they are walking with us. And the more I have asked for help, with things ranging in gravity, from come shopping with me so I can find the right dining chairs, to please help me to forgive this grudge because it weighs a ton, to help me to face down this fear because I feel absolutely paralyzed, they're there for all of it. The more we let them in, the more they show up. And I am convinced that one of their favorite questions to answer really is, but how though?